In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Our first reading will be a familiar one this weekend. We hear Isaiah's third suffering servant song every Palm Sunday. In fact, we spoke about this passage back on Palm Sunday. You'll remember that we said we weren't able to identify who the speaker is, why the speaker is being afflicted, and who is doing the affliction. Isaiah probably left it all a bit ambiguous. Yet, while the Palm Sunday passage only goes until verse 7, our excerpt at Mass this weekend includes verses 8 and 9 of this suffering servant song. There, we see that the author slips into courtroom language as he describes his plight. I want to read the verses in full, but as I do, and as you hear them at Mass this weekend, really be thinking almost like Isaiah is in a courtroom as he says this, He is near who upholds my right. If anyone wishes to oppose me, let us appear together. Who disputes my right? Let that man confront me. See, the Lord God is my help. Who will prove me wrong? Our second reading is the third selection from the letter of St. James, which we'll hear over these five weeks. Like last Sunday, our passage this weekend also comes from the second chapter of the letter. It is often taken up in theological debate between the merit of faith and works. Since our scope of Sunday setup is more for the background and context of the readings, we won't engage too much in this debate between faith and works. But justify it to say that the real contrast here in this reading is not so much between faith and works as it is between a living faith of works and a dead faith without works. Just like we saw last weekend with the hypothetical scenario of the rich man and the poor man, our second reading this weekend also has a hypothetical scenario. Here, James talks about a brother and a sister who has nothing to wear and has no food for the day. Yet the word used here for having nothing to wear is hymnoi in Greek, and it's where we derive our word for gymnasium. Yet the word hymnoi most of the time doesn't describe one who is, as we say in the United States, buck naked. Rather, hymnoi at the time described one who is simply in his or her underwear. Think about the scene in John chapter 21 where Peter sees Jesus on the shore. John says that Peter tucks in his garment for he was lightly clad. That's the same word used here to describe this hypothetical person. He or she is lightly clad, not necessarily completely naked, but rather simply in underwear. Now, there's no real way to segue nicely from underwear to the gospel, so we're just going to move right along. The setting of our gospel is Caesarea Philippi, which was a center for the worship of false gods at the time of Jesus. In fact, there was a cavern there which was believed to be the birthplace of the Greek god Pan, the god of nature. Up the hill, a bit further from this cavern, was a new temple of white marble which had been built to honor Caesar. So it is in this place, recognized for its ties to Greek gods and Roman emperors, that Peter announces Jesus as the Messiah. This concept of a Messiah meant many different things in Jesus' day. Some believe the Messiah, or Christ in Greek, would be a military ruler who would kick out the Romans from Israel. Others believe the Messiah would be a priest figure descended from Aaron. And still others were hoping for a Messiah with superhuman power to bring prosperity. It's safe to say that there was no uniform understanding of the Messiah, but that Jesus didn't fit any of these Messiah molds. This is why Peter takes Jesus aside to rebuke him. In Peter's eyes, Jesus doesn't understand what the Messiah is supposed to do. It's as if Peter's saying, look, 
Everybody's got a different concept about the Messiah, but no matter what, under no circumstances is the Messiah supposed to suffer and die. And yet, in the words of Jesus himself, Peter was thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.